Conversate for a few. Welcome to the next episode of Conversate for a Few. I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This is not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely is not. This is a podcast about hip hop. What are we doing today, bro? We're going to discuss what it means to cross over in hip hop. Mm. All right. Now, what do you want to start with, the music or just the concept of crossing over? We got to start with the concept of crossing over. Because um, then we can go from what what crossing over meant early right. to what it means now. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think it means something completely different across eras. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, okay, all right. Yeah, because across eras, uh, it came to mean something that people strive for, as opposed to the further you go backwards in time of hip hop history, it was something that you didn't want. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was frowned upon. It was like you was a, it was, it was basically selling out. You selling out, yeah. Yeah. So we could say. From the I was I would I would dare to say that the first five to seven years in hip hop mm-hmm. that wasn't even something that was considered. Like if you made a major success, people were just happy for you. Right, right. You know what I mean? I don't, if if you mm-hmm. if you had a hit that that quote unquote crossed over um, to top forty radio or something. Uh, like they playing basketball, I imagine they play in different places. Um, Walk this way. Uh, well, I would say pre Walk this way. Uh, I would. Yeah, I think yeah. Walk this way is a line in the sand. Maybe we'll get to that. Right, right. I want to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. Uh, but I think real early, like uh, Rapper's Delight was a smash, c- comparatively speaking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rapper's Delight was a smash. So. I don't think nobody was frowning on that because it was because it crossed over because more people were listening to it than expected. Which what, what you think? Yeah, yeah. no, um, no, I agree. I think that I never heard about anyone having a problem with the record being popular and reaching audience outside of what was expected. Now, what we do know in later years is um, people having a problem with them stealing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Which we yeah, already covered yeah. in other past episodes, creating this, which produced the stigma of ghostwriting in hip hop. Right. 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 Um. Yeah. That was that was a that was a fatal flaw that came along with the the first released hip hop song. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. But I don't think. I still don't think hip-hop on a whole really understands. I think that's a theory that we've gotten to the bottom of that most people don't really recognize. So I don't think people even look upon that song as bad as they should. You know, I think Cass probably look upon that song bad, but most people don't even know it's stolen, you know? Right. Um, So it didn't affect the the appeal of it crossing over or not. Uh, Mm -hmm. The earliest songs I can remember being like super hits, that even had the ability crossover. Uh, I would say they playing basketball. Yeah. Um, Curtis Blow joint. He ain't write that either. 
No, nah, he didn't write that either. He didn't write nothing though. <laughs> right. you know <clears throat> I mean? But is that a, is that a bad thing? You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Is it a bad thing? You know, did he make some fire? Absolutely. Yeah. Did, yeah. did, did the person that wrote it have his voice? Probably not. Because if he did, if he had his voice, charisma, and you know what I mean, and swag, he'd have, he'd have, he'd have went in the booth and did that himself. Right. For sure. For sure. So. But that's another topic for another day. We got to cross that bridge, too. We got to talk about that again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I think we can go ahead and get to the elephant in the room, man. Okay, let's go ahead. So, but, but first, before we do that, let's give uh, our personal, like, definition of what it means to cross over. Or All is right, that- bet. Bet, bet, yeah. Okay. What, right. you, you, you got one in mind? Right, so... Me crossing over meant at that time, I would say in the earlier the earlier developments of hip hop, right? Um mm-hmm. it it meant yes, reaching an audience outside of the small narrow group you probably initially was mm-hmm. going to reach, but it implies that you somehow compromise yeah. I mean some of yourself to get the yeah. broader audience to draw in the audience that really outside of the hip hop community, right? Core yeah. based community. Uh, yeah. Some, you know what I mean? And you, you reach it, as you mentioned, top 40 charts and these charts, it generally implies that you did something and you're, you're now your integrity. Okay. You know what I mean, it's kind of shady because it generally implied that you compromise some of your principles or values that you were supposed to stand on. Okay, so my my definition was very similar to yours, so I don't think I really need to, sp- to spout mine, right? Okay. Because it was so similar to what you was going to say. But I'm going to read uh, dictionary.com. Okay. And this is, they have a few, but under number three is like, the first one is a regular old noun, genetics right. crossing over, number two, and then number three is under popular music, right? Right. Uh, so A, the act of crossing over in style, usually with the intention of broadening the commercial appeal to a wider audience, right? Mm-hmm. B, music that crosses over in style, occasionally sharing attributes with several musical styles and therefore often appealing to a broader audience, mm-hmm. right? So with what the way you defined it, which is something that I agree with, right? Yeah. It really boils down to the intent and how we got to the point of crossing over. The elephant in the room that I was talking about is Walk This Way that we mentioned briefly for a right. second. Um, right. Walk, walk This Way is the definition it was, of, yeah. of a crossover hip-hop song based on the dictionary.com definition. Yeah, it is, absolutely. It, that, right. That second one that you read where it said it was intent. And like basically intentionally done with using attributes of another, you know what right. I mean? Genre. Right. Right. When they specifically use rock music, specifically collaborated with Aerosmith to make it. Yeah. Not only did they use rock music, they use rock lyrics. We was just talking about Curtis Blow and right. uh and and not having written those rhymes. Run DMC recited the lyrics from Aerosmith in that song. Yeah. You know, uh, 
backseat lover with my lady undercover, you know, all that good stuff. Like run and yeah. DMC didn't write that. That's in the original, bro. So right. that's a true crossover. And we didn't reject it, did we? No. I don't remember. I know I didn't. I can't speak for nobody else. I can speak on what I saw and the people around me, the kids that I was around. We didn't reject that. You know, and it's uh, funny. I was younger than you when it came out. I loved it when it came out, right? But mm-hmm. because I hadn't seen something like that, I was it. It was a little bit shocking to me. But I liked the sound of it. But like when you saw the mm-hmm. visual, the video, them in the video with the, you yeah. know, what I mean, the rock dudes. I was like, this is something different. I didn't know how, exactly how to dodge. How to take it? Yeah, you right. didn't know how to right. take that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I had never seen it, and I wasn't. I wasn't used to it at that time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us were ready for it, which is yeah. why I think it worked. Well, you know what's funny is, I think Rick Rubin knew we were ready for it. I was just had, about to say. He had already given us Beastie Boys, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not, yeah, yeah, definitely. He had already given us Beastie Boys, so he knew that rock and roll. I mean, hell, there were other, there were hits from Run DMC that incorporated rock music before that, and those weren't yeah. crossover songs in, in particular. Right, right. You know, Rock Box is, uh, 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 uh. you know, I mean, that's straight yeah. rock chord, power chords mm-hmm. with big drums. You know. Mm-hmm. uh so it ain't that wasn't the first time they did it. It's just like they took it a step further when they incorporated Aerosmith and Aerosmith's lyrics and and, and a rock song that we knew, right? And you know. then the visuals, right? The video, right? Being on stage with Aerosmith in the studio right. with Aerosmith, like that that combined hip hop that took hip hop and mashed it. Different attributed right. different styles of music to broaden the audience, right. you know. Uh, Everything from everything from the lyrics to the the, the beat <laughs> to the yeah. appearance, everything yeah. was intentionally done. Everything, and, and I I would dare to say though it was done with a level of integrity. It had was, to have been because we didn't reject it. We didn't reject we did, it. Right, we didn't reject it, and it was quality. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was quality music. Yeah, a lot, and we'll get to, I guess, some other examples of crossover music in which there was some compromising, and the yes. quality wasn't as high. Absolutely, you know what I mean? the music uh, wasn't as good. Right, you could tell they was reaching for the hit, and for they the didn't hit. exactly, exactly. Now, I do want to introduce a word right now that I think we probably need to keep in uh, mind. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know if you. I don't know if I'm saying the word. If I'm gonna say the word, you think about okay. the word is cynicism. Oh, okay, okay. I thought at, you were gonna the, say it. <laughs> oh, nah. At, at the age that we got, uh, walked this way. I don't know if we had developed a certain level of cynicism yet. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time we got. Later in life, where some others did, I mean, intentionally attempted to cross over, I think maybe we had developed a little cynicism and we were like, nope, we're not having it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe that played a part into it. And I want to make sure we keep that in mind, even though we judging the quality of some of these things that shouldn't have been done. Um, right. After Walk This Way, 
who would you say like the next major crossover like what was what would you say the next major the next major crossover was now what and i know was and that? i know you're younger than me you see what i'm saying so right, it's right. gonna be harder for you to do right now what, what year was uh walk this way do you remember the year Shit. I, no okay and now the no reason sir. why i'm asking is because um it's something that we can't get around in a minute we'll have to discuss okay um but are you looking it up yeah yeah okay go ahead cool. i'm listening to you uh, no, no. It was I, I eight, it was it was eighty six. It was eighty six. So I was what eleven. There's a quick sidebar, bro. <laughs> yeah. In uh, the year nineteen eighty six, made me think about it. Um, I don't know what me and my girl was talking about the other day in the car, but I decided that I was gonna let her hear two live crew because she's about your age, right? Mm-hmm. She's six yeah. years younger than me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's your age. Yeah. Um, she didn't listen. She didn't hear Two Live Crew when it was out. She didn't. Yeah, yeah. All she heard were the videos. She didn't know what the records was like. So we we skimmed two or three Two Live Crew albums, mm-hmm. bruh. And that shit came out in '96, bruh, <laughs> bruh. Go back one day and just just, just go listen. without. Make sure your kids ain't nowhere near you. Right, right. You I might not even need your you wife are. nowhere near you. Like you might need to yeah, go somewhere, yeah. like get in the garage and listen to shit by yourself. But uh, anyway, where was we at, man? I'm sorry, I took uh, us on the, on the tangent. Walk this way. What was the next big crossover record? And that was um, you said that was eighty. What did you say? Eighty six. That was eighty six. Yeah. What was the next big? Yo, funny, I don't know. I'm going to just say. Go ahead. I'm going to say Vanilla Ice. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, No, I'm going. There was, there was, there was, there was a movement that happened in 89, 90 that unintentionally crossed over. And that was Public Enemy. Right now, and that's the other thing. That's good. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Unintentional crossovers are the best. Are the best. Are the absolute best. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and the funny thing is, is for what Public Enemy was saying, that was not supposed to cross over. Mm-hmm. That was the last possible. But those sometimes because it has so much integrity. That may just be why it, it had integrity. It had frene- the frenetic energy of, of heavy metal and rock music. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It had a whole lot of things. It, it did have unintentionally, I think, the attributes of other styles of music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because when they when they got with Anthrax, that's how I that's how I found out about Anthrax. That was my introduction to heavy metal. Public Enemy was okay. my introduction to heavy metal. Mm-hmm. You know. Public Enemy and my cousin Lido, because he found the Anthrax uh, in Public Enemy Remix and introduced me to that. Mm-hmm. And then he turned me on to the whole Anthrax album. And I turned my little my little homie, my, 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 my best friend David, onto it. Like, we was just, you know. Yeah, yeah. At the same time that I'm listening to Public Enemy, on the other hand, I'm drawing anarchy symbols listening to Anthrax and Wow. That's wild. That's a wild yeah. country. Yeah, and I'm 12, 12, 13 years old, 11, 12, 13 mm-hmm. when this is happening, right? So right. they 100% crossed over. 
mm-hmm. 100% crossed over. Uh, and, and that's good because that crossover was unintentional. It was yeah. organic. It was organic. There you so go. So it's respectable. You know yeah. what I mean? And then we talked about, and even if you do intentional, like walk this way is an intentional right. um, crossover, but it was done with integrity. They didn't compromise anything. Um, yeah. They, they just had a desire to, you know, brought in the audience. But to be honest, where would, where would we think the first big crossover record would come from than from somebody that's connected with Rick Rubin? So it like it right. It made sense. It you made perfect I mean? sense. It made perfect sense. It yeah. made perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it made perfect sense. And it like I said before, it made so much sense because he had almost been priming us for it. Right. You know? Now watch this. Just to show the consistency with Rick Rubin, as you say, from the Beastie Boys, he was priming us with it. Then hit us with, they did the collab. I'm sure he was the mastermind behind, yo, you should do this with Aerosmith. Yeah. You think of, and then even we fast forward years forward, 99 problems. I knew that was coming. Yep. Yeah. Heavy, that's heavy rock. Heavy Rick rock is Yeah, it's you know it's I mean? actually it's it's rock and go go. Right. It is mixed it is, together. It's like yeah, rock it and go go. So it, it's again mm-hmm. attributes are different. Now, okay, okay. Philosophically, the definition of crossing over is the way hip hop is built. It's the way you build hip hop music. You take attributes from different, from everywhere. Right, like sampling. Yeah, sampling. Like you might yeah. get your drum break from this rock group. You might get your bass tone from this jazz joint. You might get your your melody from you know what I mean from mm-hmm. from a soul joint. You know, like, and it's all just chopped up and blended. So the way hip hop is made inherently, it probably should cross over more than it does. Yeah, that's you know? true. If if you're doing it, if you're doing it from the heart and enough people get it, it seems like it probably should cross over more. Hmm. We probably might need to redefine crossover. Well, we'll get to that though. Cause Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Uh but yeah, public enemy man was important. Right, uh, it was. It was. It was important with with you know broadening what hip hop meant to an audience. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh that shit start getting sketchy after that. Right. So that was yeah. now mind you that that was what, what did you say? Um 89, 90, 80, 91. 89, 90. And this is what I was looking up. That's why I asked yeah. about the walk this way. Now you said stuff started getting sketchy after that. Yeah. Which is yeah. why in nineteen ninety two we get EPMD keep the crossover. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Shit was getting sketchy. So so people were starting to speak out against it. Right. You know, it was starting to be it's it, it, like you was but because I think people were swinging for the fences at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And and hip hop was such a new art mm-hmm. in my opinion that swinging for the fences could get sketchy, bro. You could start yeah. doing some real you know, mm-hmm. plastic sounding stuff right. trying to attain mass popularity, you know. Right, uh, right. Now we're, now we're in the danger zone. Now that's with the, with the sketchy plastic yeah. stuff. See, this, yeah. this is what 
generally is being is understood as crossing over. We already talked about yep. organic stuff that just like EPMD or some the intentional stuff that's done with integrity, like a walk this way, run DMC that's still dope, didn't compromise yeah. nothing, right? But then because you got people swinging for the fences, really they're acts of desperation for the yeah. game as popularity or money or success, whatever the case is. Now that's when you get to people kind of doing and saying whatever gimmicky, yeah. whatever they think will work to grab that attention. Really, part in, in truth, part of crossing over in this sense with, a, with, with integrity is compromised is equivalent to clout chasing. It very much so is. Very much so is. Very much so is. Very much so is. Um, and it's funny that you that it is so much like clout chasing. And it's funny that you, it is because clout chasers of the day come and go pretty fast, in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and the people that really intentionally swung for the fences and, and went for the crossover, mm -hmm. they don't sit at the front of my mind. Right. Like those people are extremely forgettable. Or the moments that they did it are extremely forgettable. You know, um the ones that didn't work, you forget completely. Right. So so I have a question, a quick question and and you um been in it longer than me this hip hop thing so you would know, right? Do right. you feel that cross uh crossing over gave birth to one hit wonders? Do you think like we even the fact that we it's such a thing as a one hit wonder was based off of crossing over people swinging for the fences with certain records. You know what? Nah, I don't think so. I think I think one hit that wonders. I, well, yeah, I, I well, I think sometimes you can become a one hit wonder because you swung for the fences first time out. But I mean, almost everybody that go in the studio is swinging for the fences. It's all in your approach. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I honestly think one hit wonders maybe are uh victims of their own success. Like you that first song is bigger than the person. Gets mm -hmm. bigger than the person and it outsizes their talent. You know, you hit you hit you get lightning in the bottle on the first one, and you generally only create thunder. But now everybody want lightning every time. You can't never get that back. But if you'd have had thunder the first time, you probably could have built a nice fan base. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I think sometimes that's where it comes from. Like you really fall up on that one, right. and they go to the world, and it just get bigger than you. Yeah, you know. I see that. Yeah, but um. So so, what are some of the examples that that that? Uh, come to mind when we, we talk about this dark area of crossing over. The first word, I, it, people trying to figure out right now that's watching this, trying to figure out why we ain't said MC Hammer name yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's they trying to figure out why we ain't said his name yet. Mm -hmm. um, I have a reason why. Tell me. Uh, because he rolled with 40 people, 40 killers from Oakland. <laughs> And he pressed everybody that tried to play him, including Red Man. <laughs> Bro, don't play no games yeah. out here. Yeah, he yeah. don't play no games. He coming at your neck. You talk crazy. I'm gonna tell you something about 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 MC Hammer, dog. 
everybody act like they front on Hamill right now. And it's just natural to do. But I swear to you, there was a period in time where Hammer was okay to listen to. Bro, people, I ain't gonna, people fronting, people, people liked him. That first album, that first I album was rocking, bro. Yeah. That first album. Because he got that, um, this is where I'm talking about cynicism. This is where I think cynicism starts to come into play. He got too big, too fast. And when he got that big, he came back around. He started using extremely recognizable samples, things that now you swinging for the fences. You ain't even making music for us. That first album won't for them. Right. It was for us. It just happened to be what it was. Exactly. Exactly. It was organic. And, and the reason why I didn't say him also is because it wasn't that he had one song. He had multiple songs. What? He won't know one what? hit wonder. Nah, he, he wasn't nowhere near no one hit wonder. Yeah. Nah, he wasn't no no. He wasn't nowhere near no one hit one. Now, now right. the latest stuff was just whack. To, right, by the time he got the too legit to quit right. and all that good stuff, and uh, what's the joint where he was doing the typewriter joint in it with with the uh super freak video? Yeah, I, can't touch this. Like, yeah. By the time he got there, that's when people was calling him a sellout. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's when the that's when the sellout crossover stuff can happen. Do you? There's two elements. You just said something about start using extremely recognizable samples, mm-hmm. and then when I look at what he was wearing, mm-hmm. I'm thinking now. Did mm. Puff back that whole style and redo it in a different era? Well, because listen, he used the hey. same formula, shiny suits. That's what people bring up. He's known for yeah. shiny suits and extremely, extremely recognizable samples that really just all looped up, ain't even chopped. Yeah, what he did. I don't know that he knowingly did it, but he basically came with the same exact package as Hammer, but Fly. Right, but well, yeah, yeah, more fly, yeah. Like, ha- like Hammer didn't bring you lifestyle; he brought you yeah, show. Yeah. That was the show. show. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Puff pretty much took that show and showed you what that lifestyle from an East Coast perspective would look like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so he put that yeah. on every artist, and he he put them in a the lane and and made it that. So, mm-hmm. it was very. There, there are definitely parts of what Hammer was doing that worked for Puff. Yeah. But Puff will Puff will sell out. Like people didn't respect what Puff was doing. Yeah, you know how I feel. Yeah, I know See, how you because, feel. As you said, the cynicism hadn't set in yet. By that time <laughs> He was deep in it. Pause. Deep <laughs> in it. Swimming in cynicism. I feel yeah. Hey bro, I couldn't even it it skipped me, bro. Like that hate for what Puff was doing skipped me. And I guess because I, I think because he was a producer, it skipped yeah, you. Yeah. Because yeah. as an MC, I'm listening. I'm like, yeah. this is too. Bro, but it ain't I... as easy as it ain't as easy as you think. You go snatch right, but, it. But it wasn't that I thought it was easy, although I did think it the flow, because I'm looking at the flow was it's like, yo, this ain't really he ain't he ain't nice like Nas, <laughs> you know. what I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, what is this? This this ain't nothing, right? But it was like it was the just the the whole smiley shiny party. Yeah, 
like, and it's not that like, you know, be everyone like to have a good time. So it wasn't that. It was just like, this isn't like ill to me. Like, you like you know what I mean? It wasn't until I heard Mason on mixtapes that I was to start respecting his pen. It was like, oh, he's actually nice. This is just, this is something else. See, it's and funny because you, you you just wasn't able you weren't able to hear the nice in the inside right, the because thing. Because when like I listen to it, no, that's a fact. Because when I listen to it now, you up. Yeah, right, the you package, can hear it. The, mm-hmm. the package and presentation messed me up. It kept yeah. me from hearing the genius, even in what they were doing. Like now, I can listen to can't, because can't nobody hold me down, right? Yeah, right. That can't no one stop me. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were they in the um in the, the desert, desert driving like shit. Me, yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. When I listen to it now, I'm like I can see and I and recognize he was going crazy. He made genius. He was going yeah. crazy. <laughs> he was going crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it at that. You know what I mean? Early on, yeah. though. I didn't get Mason first either, so I get it. I understand, like the way you felt about Bad Boys, the way I felt about Wu Tang the first time I got hold to it, like the packaging and the and the buzzing and the karate shit. I was like, I couldn't the packaging. I couldn't get. I couldn't hear the genius for the package. It took me a little minute, but once I got yeah, it, yeah. I was like, ah, I get it. You know what I mean? But yeah, and you yeah, know, first, it was funny. So for me, on it was on the opposite end, like. I thought that was dope just because I was into that, right? But to be honest, I just look past all of that and just focus. I'm just listening to them spit. And nah. I'm, I'm hearing Ray, Ghost, Genius. I, that's, I'm good. You know what I mean? So I didn't yeah. even pay attention to that. Yeah, it was niggas on there hollering. It was niggas on there chanting. I was like, yo, I don't, nah, this is bullshit. Uh, what is yo. this? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what yeah. they cut this shit off? But um, yeah, that was my initial feeling. But okay, you talk about them; they they one hundred percent crossed over. Mm, yeah, like one hundred percent crossed over. Right, but like, but in which like, are the three categories? Who Wu Tang? Yeah, all of them. Like, like I don't care how you what category they crossed over in every way you could possibly category cross over. The style of music and the attribution, the shit they was appropriating. They was you know I mean, culturally appropriating that. You know I mean to a point? You're so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, shit, they crossed well, over like, like to, to Bob Marley like, status, huh? Right, but then they had stuff that they like reunited, right, or triumph that everybody recites. Black, right. white, Asian, Mexican, that like he didn't. They didn't make that for it. You know what I'm saying? That was like an organic crossover. Yeah, that was very, very akin to Public Enemy. Right, right. Very That's what akin I'm to Public yeah. Enemy. Yeah, yeah. Very akin right, to right. Public Enemy. I don't think they. I do think they intentionally uh, use attributes from other music, but the intent was to make good hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. You see what I'm saying? But the intent see, was to make good hip hop. Right. right. But when I feel like people have done it and compromised is when Wu did Gravel Pit. If you remember right. that single. Yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah. some more Flintstones. It was literally the worst record they ever made. To me, too. I just had a conversation with somebody online. Matter of fact, I'm going to say who it was. I had a conversation with, uh, she was on the show, Keisha McDougal, Hip Hop Mom, yeah, yeah. Straight to Tape yeah. Podcast. Mm-hmm. She loved that song. And every time I hear it. What? 
Yeah, she loved that joint. And I'm like, it, it played at London Bridge a couple of weeks ago. I was like, yo, I can't stand this song. I don't like anything about that song. Nah, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't like it, but uh, I know it. And I think the video made me not like it more. So if they had had a better the video, video I'm, like yeah. So I think if I'd have never seen the video, I wouldn't hate it as much as I do. But no, the video made it clear as to how much they were trying to cross over, yeah. unnecessarily. Like you well, already were saying, right? You don't need to, right? You okay? Was that in, was that a, a attempt at crossing over or just a badass idea? Because niggas, think it was a mixture. I think it was I'm a, a mixture. Because if you keep it a hundred, like keep it a hundred, niggas is not gonna like this statement, but you keep it a hundred, right? Ghost, Ray, maybe meth, right? But if you mm. lump Wu Tang together, ain't none of them niggas. That's not a cool group of niggas. No, I feel what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? That's not a cool group of niggas. That's a group of niggas that can rap like hell, but that's not like a fly-ass cool group of niggas that you would be like, oh, them niggas, them niggas, you know what I'm saying? They be putting that shit on. They do their thing. You know what I mean? They not that. The moment, Ghost and Ray. The you take Ghost and Ray out, it's, it's already a, not It's uncool. a dud. So you could have you some take lame. Man out, it's definitely uncool. So you could have some lame shit go on. You could have some yeah. bad ideas play out. You could have niggas in the gravel pit with furs on. That yeah. could be a you God idea. Who knows? Right, yeah, I feel like it was you, Godish idea. <laughs> Might have been his song originally. Yeah, I ain't fucking with you because I'm not getting beat up in New York. <laughs> but nah. yeah, but I'm. For, but you see what I'm saying? So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. So that's another thing, and claiming niggas crossed over because you don't really know what the intent was and where things really went wrong. Sometimes it's obvious, like Vanilla Ice. Obvious, obvious attempt at obvious. Um. Ah, who other who else had obvious attempts at crossovers? Nas owed me back genuine. See, wow. I think, and to be honest, before that, and I'm thinking, yeah, because that's on the third. That's I am. Yeah, that was his. He felt like I gotta do. Yeah, I gotta do. Yeah, this you know. Radio commercial drop, and and some people like it. I hate it. I think it's a terrible Nas song. I think everything about it is terrible. Take Nas uh, off of that you, shit. Bye. Good on the radio. Yeah, hell yeah. And say? take Nas off of it, and it's fire. That well, that's what I was gonna say. If it, if it would have came out and it was just like a genuine song, right? I, I would have had probably a different perspective. But that's why I can't call it a bad song because Nas didn't fuck it up. You see what I'm saying? I just made that example. Nas didn't fuck it up. He just didn't. He you didn't like it because you don't like Nas like that. But it's not a bad song. Right. That's kind of what I'm. You see what I mean? That's kind of the point I was trying to make. Right. But um, it definitely was an attempt at crossing over. Uh, Jay Z's right. Sunshine video was an attempt at crossing over. The song itself, Absolutely. not so much. But the video was definitely an attempt at crossing over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. That's wild because we we kind of get into an era where it's 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 the music, but you can and you can also saying, you can make that mistake in a lot of different areas and still get that crossover moniker and it and it be and you know what I'm saying to get held against you. Yeah, uh, yeah. like because that's what killed Sunshine. Like niggas say they don't like the songs because the video wasn't it was it was 
using it was attributing too many different styles from too many different places right. and trying to make it his own. You know what I mean? Like it ain't right. him. Right. If because, he'd have done a Jay Z video for that song, they'd have accepted it. Yeah, because the song itself to me yeah, and, and I think song. the song a little bit was crossover. Uh intentionally. It was. It was. I mean I, he asked I, he asked Back, the the hit being from Bad Boy to produce it, so yeah, it was definitely an right, program. right. He was trying to do his puff formula, yeah. um, and so I love that. I think I think the song is crazy. I think the right. beat crazy. I think his verses is crazy. Tits firm like Foxy Nature, Nas and Easy. He was yeah. <laughs> he was killing it. <laughs> I you know, his verses was dumb. Yeah. But did you like it then? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. When the album dropped, when it first came out, I loved it. So, but you wouldn't accept that. I hated that Puff. video, though. I, yeah, I hated you, the video. Okay, I know we all over on the side, but it seemed like you wouldn't accept that style of music from puffing them, though. Like, how the fuck is it okay for Jay Z to do it? Because Jay Z, like, he flowed like Jay Z on that joint. Okay, and he was still witty. Like that's why I used that. But I was like, that was mm-hmm. crazy when he when he was describing the girl, and he was like tits firm, like Foxy Nature, Nas and Az. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. 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 He's still yeah. special with his flow. Yeah, he's still special. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I just wanted to know what the difference was. You know what I mean? I just right. it was it was the way he flowed to it and the beat the beat was hard as hell. Yeah, it really was. It really was. The beat um, was hard as hell. He, yeah. Yeah. I think once we start entering into like the the bad boy, Rockefeller, there's some there's some pieces in there. But I think we starting to cross. I think we starting to venture into the territory where hip hop is starting to become pop music, right? Mm-hmm. And more yeah. money is being poured into the industry. It's right. no longer a narrow group, a narrow genre confined to just a few. It's at this time it's right. expanding, and what has happened is executives, CEOs are finding out. Oh, this hip hop thing, it is a thing. That's yeah. gonna stay around. It's not yeah. fading out, and it's gaining momentum and traction yeah. all over. And and and, and, uh-huh. and, and not the country, but I want to just make this point: you're a hundred percent right about Wu Tang, right? Because they did something uh, that even more crossed over and really helped hip hop cross over when they went on their tour and went to Japan and throughout Asia. That and that was '97 with Wu Tang right. Forever. Right, and, they, mm-hmm. and then you think the people behind the labels didn't see like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. is hip hop thing gonna be around it. People love this. Yeah. So now, now we on the brink of money being poured in. Now mm-hmm. people really are really going into the dark area trying to cross over. Yeah. To, this is to be honest. This is the beginning there of chasing the bag. With people not caring no more. I always say 99 and up. That's why I personally start seeing like the dominance of commercialized packaging rap beginning to kind of really 90, take off. 99? 99. Hmm. I'm saying in a big movement way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just kind of calculating what was going on. Uh,. Yeah, and I'm well, that well, yeah, high school, right? Well, I think I, I I could understand why you see 99 that way. I think 99 is a gateway to what we see today. I would agree. 
99 is around a gateway to what we see today because you had people mm-hmm. like this is this is just my theory right you had people like puff mm-hmm. master p mm-hmm. um the beginnings of rockefeller um cash money the, huh the beginning of, the beginning of rough riders cash money uh now you start to see the labels become black people mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying um we actually started getting the bag mm-hmm. you know um and and during that era i would say though most of those almost everybody that i named in that i can't think of nobody that i just named in that group that did that that didn't do the sound that they wanted to do i think all of them did they sound did they art with integrity you know what i mean it was just a time mm-hmm. where things were flourishing it was a golden yeah, yeah. it was a golden age for for boutique label you know what i mean urban boutique labels you know what i yeah, mean yeah. um but from that like you said everybody from that point on expected that bag you know what i mean mm-hmm. Like eras before didn't necessarily expect that bag. If you got LL type status and and whatever money he came, you was an anomaly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't expected that you was gonna be mega rich off hip hop, right? Until after that era. And after that era, mm-hmm. if you was in the game, you was in it because you thought you was gonna get some money too. Like you sure. thought you was nice enough to get some bread mm-hmm. doing it. Um, so I I I I would agree. I would agree, but I would also say that coupled with Wu-Tang doing that, getting as large as they did, and doing that world tour that you're talking about, and yeah. Eminem hitting the marketplace at around yeah. the same, you know what I mean, during the same time span. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Slim Shady LP, yeah, it comes out 97. How My mm-hmm. Name Is, it's 97, yeah. Yeah. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. him being that opened up the, that opened up hip hop to a whole because you had a, a crossover artist, a mm-hmm. natural crossover artist that was dumb nice. Yeah, you know, uh, you 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 add that with hip hop groups blasting off and world touring on their own, and then with the rise of uh M you get the whole up and smoke tour that in my opinion because from up and smoke this is in my head how that how that goes right mm-hmm. you get that the 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 boot the urban boutique era you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then that goes world tour with Wu Tang world tour with with uh up and smoke long mm-hmm. comes 50. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Along comes 50, along comes Yay. At this mm-hmm. point, at that point, right there. And then you got Lil Wayne in the mix. Yeah. A total rock star. Mm-hmm. At that point right there, hip hop became pop culture. And yeah, the act of, and the act that. of crossing over went to something different. Yeah. You know? Like you don't know, you you listen to a record nowadays, you if if it don't sound like it's supposed to cross over, it's just not good. Right. And then just the, in the music now in general is kind of just like, it's almost like 
the genre as a whole is, is just, that's what it is, just crossover music. It's just music that just contains a lot of elements from a lot of places. And, <laughs> and you know what I mean? And, it's pop music, bro. Hip hop yeah, is pop, pop music. Yeah, it pop is. Music. It is the most popular music in America. And I would dare say the planet. In the world. In the world, right? So, yeah. You, I, that's a like that's a prideful place to be, bro. But like, that's a plastic place to be too. It, it is very. You know, that's very. a very very plastic place to be. And I don't know how long. Like, I don't know if it can sustain itself. Plastic, you know what I mean? Like, it, it I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think in the present state can, it's a, can sustain and stuff like that long term. No. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I w- I didn't want this conversation to get to this point. Like that's not what I wanted. But I mean, oh, damn. I can tell you, it won't sustain itself, and it is already. It'll be out of the hands of the original creators. Yeah, that's a done deal at this point. Yeah, we just so, that's a done deal. We just don't know it. Don't don't enough of us know it yet. Right. And a hundred years from now, a history book, it'll say that uh, that uh, Jack Harlow started hip hop. Huh? Um, what is his name? Malone. I Post Malone. Post Malone. And the history books will say Post Malone uh, originated hip hop. I see. Yeah, and I said Jack Harlow. You said Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because. Yeah. In the history book, Jack Harlow gonna be Nas. Jack Harlow right, put out right, 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 right. That's crazy. Twenty twenty one. Nah, son. <laughs> Fuck that. But you know, so okay, crossover artists of the day. Who are they? Mm. Crossover artists of today. The biggest one right now would be Kendrick. Kendrick. Okay, so I was thinking, it's funny, so I was going to say, well, I was actually going to ask you about like uh, Uzi Vert, Lil Uzi Vert, or Lil Yachty, what did they start out as, as opposed to what they are now? Well, the era they started out in, they started out as, uh, they started out as pop artists. So that's how they, they always was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uzi was a rock rock star. The first hit he had, he ain't been, he ain't not been a rock star since. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's you know. All right, and so, all right, yeah. So Kendrick is the biggest, right? And I, but I'll say the biggest unintentional. Right. Right. The like biggest unintentional. Just he the just, biggest unintentional. But I'm glad we highlighted that because the point is, if you do what you do best and it's good and it's quality. You're good at what you do. You will naturally, at some point, it'll spread. It should. Yeah, right, it right. It should. It should. Into other in, into other genres, into other demographics and draw right. them in. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, but it's not necessarily. You're right. You're right. If you do what you do, right? 
and you got the support and you got a good team and they can get it to the amount of people that's necessary to get it to, it should work. Especially yeah. if you as great as somebody like Kendrick. Like if you great at what you do and you stick to your guns and you doing the art that you say you're supposed to do, people will probably receive it, right? Um what and I think I might have got it wrong as the biggest crossover artist of the day, because it's probably Drake. Oh yeah. Ain't no, yeah, yeah. Ain't no way yeah. in the hell Kendrick is a bigger crossover artist He's than Drake. He's not bigger than Drake. But I feel like Drake, like you were saying, Uzi and um Yachty always was pop artists or came out to present himself that way. I feel like who Drake is today as the biggest artist is who he presented himself in the beginning. Like he didn't, I don't think he didn't present himself in the beginning to be, you know, Nas or uh, you know what I mean, or some uh trap rapper. He presented himself in a way to what you can see with rapping singing, I'm yeah. gonna go somewhere with this. Right, but he was a he was a he was a lot more motherfucking Fonte. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a lot more Fonte when he first came out than he is yeah. right now. That nigga, you know what I mean? Like, he's a whole lot more trap. He didn't have to lean into the trap. Yeah, yeah. He didn't yeah. have to lean into the. You see what I'm saying? Like he he he's the he's the ultimate person that takes that attributes different genres and styles of music. You talking For about sure. crossover? This motherfucker just did a whole house album. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and then in the same year, double back and did an album with Twenty One Savage. That, right. What? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean like he's a style bender? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, and and he's intentionally doing this shit. He's yeah. just so good at it that it is good. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of people that don't like it that. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Most of the people that I know that don't like it is old heads. Like people my age and a little older, they just refuse to respect that shit. And I'm like, oh god. You have to respect. I mean, that nigga cold, man. That yeah. nigga cold. Dog. He can do whatever. He could do whatever. He that nigga cold, bro. And, and then and then the thing is, as far as addressing the old heads, right? If he did only the kind of music that. The old heads would probably want. Right. It would shame some of the ones that we love. So you right. better be lucky because he'd be. Yeah, be lucky that nigga spreading out. Because if he just stayed right. on your fucking neck, he might yeah. he might strangle your shit. Yeah. He might move somebody off your list for real. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. If he wanted to stay in that lane, dog, as talented as he is, he could eat niggas' faces off. Yeah. He's pretty. Yeah, I know it. He spread himself thin as far as creatively what he tries to do. If he was to focus that shit in on niggas, man, he'd eat niggas' face off, bro. Well, it ain't too yeah. many niggas might be fucked with that boy. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say it, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just the truth, bro. Yeah. That boy cold. And he gonna do it and make people like it. It ain't just that he... That's the, that's the thing about crossing over, in my opinion, right? Organically. Mm-hmm. Like you do what you do, you stay in your pocket, and you can naturally make people gravitate to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you do what you do, and your swag is so nice, you ain't stepping outside of your pocket, but the people like it. You right. know, that's you know, that's an art. 
Yeah, that is. That is. Or you can take in all different types of art, twist them joints together, and present it as your own. Mm-hmm. That's an art, especially if you could do it in a way that feels authentic and, and people like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that should be, that's what crossover, crossing over should be. But. So with that said, is it good to cross over or not? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. I'm a producer. I want as many people as possible to hear the song. I don't know how that happens without it crossing over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to sell my soul and do some shit I don't like for that to happen? No. If I don't like it, you'll never hear it. But if I like it, I'm okay with it as long as I like it. But me personally, mm-hmm. see, I sit, I, I make pop beats like straight pop, shit. Britney Spears would sing on. Yeah, like yeah. I make pop music, you know. Like I, you don't make no different. Like I make all of it. I make R and B music, like real R and B. Do ballads and do up tempo mm-hmm. shit. Janet Jackson might sing on shit. You know what I mean whatever. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't shame me none to make something that's pop. Right. You know, that's the goal, right? To be popular, not to, not to yeah, sell you, yeah. not to, not to lose your integrity in doing so, but right. And I think that's the caveat that has to be added. Crossing over is good, and being popular is good, right? But to do it and still maintain your um, your musical morality and right. integrity, right, is the key. And I think what people had a problem with earlier on, which like led to like an EPMD making a song creep the crossover or something like that, is that they felt like when well, they were seeing people. Uh, as you said, a lot of sketchy stuff came out after, yeah. but they saw people doing things and compromising it, which yeah. I think they felt like was weakening the genre or the craft and the quality of music. Yeah, yeah, and I, they weren't wrong. Right, I um, think it was a legitimate concern at the time. I think it was a legitimate, a legitimate concern. I also would, as a devil, devil's advocate, I would, I would offer mm-hmm. that. Hip hop hadn't been stretched very much at that point, and because it hadn't been stretched, when people started doing different shit with it, if you got a good response from doing something completely different with it, then people was like, "Wait, you using it wrong." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you using it wrong. Like it ain't what that, that ain't what that was for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Who's to say what it was for? But I, I, I do think it was it was called for, and I think it's called for now. I think it's something that probably should have stayed in the culture. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you maintain a a certain level of integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you yeah, call it, it good, you know, yeah, good a good reminder. Right, right. Because if the yeah. whole thing is pop music, right, and the artists come in the room with me. If the wow, he could say anything. He or she could mm-hmm. say any. They could say anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like anything. Mm-hmm. There's no limit to what could be said. That's dangerous. Like 
to me. I I don't know if you I don't know if I'm expressing why it's dangerous or you know what I mean. I don't, I know I'm not, but I hope the people can understand why it's dangerous. If you yeah. go in the room and you can, because it's become pop music, I'm only crafting it for the masses. Right. It's it's almost full commodity. It don't matter what goes in it as long as the masses will consume it. That's a dangerous mm-hmm. space. Yeah. That's a dangerous space. Sure. That's a dangerous space. Like, you know, you don't you don't end up with songs that save your life. You don't end up with songs you get married to. You don't end up with songs that, you know what I mean? That you had your first mm-hmm. kiss to. You don't end up with them kind of songs when it's when it's one hundred percent commodity. You don't end up with songs, you know what I mean? That means something your senior year of high school, and it means something to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like to their heart. You don't get that kind kind of music if it's full commodity, if it's full pop. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. Music to stick to your bones seem like it's gonna take an L. It's been taking an L though. Yeah, it's been taking an L. Yeah, for sure. So you asked me, do you think it's a good thing to, uh, the crossover? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> long as it's done the right way, like as we said, yeah, with, with integrity and you know what I mean, and you're yeah. keeping the quality of the music good. As long as a person isn't compromising something, right. and it's just all money driven, right. Right. Yeah, I and agree. Just willing to do anything, say anything. Like, yeah. Because then to me, it's not even no longer art. Right. Yeah, once it once it becomes 100% commodity and you and you only doing it for the book, then it's really not. That's that's really the crossover. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the true that's, crossover. That's the sellout. Okay. So, yeah. right before we get out of here, let's make that this there's crossing over. Fine. Selling out, mm-hmm. nah. Mm-hmm. If you if you can cross over without selling out, great. Get your bread. Yeah, yeah. But if you must sell out the crossover, and by selling out we mean do things musically, uh, promotion wise, uh, whatever it is, do things that are against your character, that are against your integrity, that are against the intent of what you set out to do when you was doing music in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, right. then you selling out. You're going outside your morals, your musical morals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just doing, you know it's whack. Mm. <laughs> mm. Big, big. I don't know if he thought Juicy was whack. He just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So I won't do that. He probably just didn't see, didn't understand the visual, didn't see it. Yeah, he didn't want to well, do it. I ain't going to say he thought it was whack. Like, after he did it, he might have liked that shit. Um, yeah. Well, they but, said he hated performing it, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, guess he, yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. So he didn't like that shit. He didn't like it till he understood it a bit. Yeah, 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 man, man. I don't know. This was a. Uh, this was definitely interesting. Um, yeah, we didn't shit on that many people. No, nah, we didn't. We should have, but. <laughs> They would have said that we were doing that just to gain more popularity, so we'd have been crossing over, compromising yeah. our morals and our principles. 
to gain notoriety in the podcast world. Right. And we ain't about that mm-hmm. life. So we kept a cordial conversation. We spoke our yeah. minds, but we didn't we didn't we ain't shit yeah. on the way because we, we just could have brought a list of people that crossed over and shitted on niggas for an hour. Oh, man. We Easily. didn't do that. Easily. Mm-hmm. But we just had a good conversation about, you know, <laughs> the whole like we do a thoughtful and in-depth conversation mm-hmm. about hip hop. That's what we do. So yeah, you know I mean, I'm gonna like since we back at it, bro. I'm gonna make sure that I'm saying it more. I'm writing it more. You know what I mean? Just so people understand, like that's the brand. It's a thoughtful and in-depth conversation about hip hop, bro. Conversate for a few. You feel me? Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You think we did enough on this, one, man? You got anything else to offer? No, nah, I think we. I think we covered everything, actually. And it, you know, yeah, we write it about an hour, and I think I actually think all the things that needed to be addressed, I think we covered. And we laid out the three different categories of crossing over, yeah, and what it means when and the it three started. Different, three different eras. Three yeah. different eras, yeah. Yeah, we talked about the fact that crossing over is less of a thing now because hip hop itself crossed over. Right, and uh, it was pop music. And it is pop music, yeah. So I think it was pretty comprehensive, bro. It's a comp- I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I, enjoyed yeah it. I, I enjoyed the discussion. Yeah. Absolutely. Shoot, with that being said, man, I'm going to ask y'all to go follow Conversate for a Few on Instagram and uh, search us out on Facebook. Uh, just search Conversate for a Few. There's a few different ways to follow us over there. Uh, go to YouTube and subscribe and hit that notification bell. Uh, we drop every Friday at 11 a.m. Uh, hit that notification bell so you know we know when it's coming. We wake up, we be there. Matter of fact, we drop at seven, not eleven. I'm wrong. Uh, seven. I moved it up four hours. Yeah. It's gonna be, you have us with your breakfast, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> stay tuned for the limited edition Futane Clan merch. I promise you, it's coming. Uh, as long as I keep saying it, that I ain't broke my promise about that. Right. But uh, uh, with that being said, yo, I'm Jonna. I'm Alan. This was not a podcast about classical music. Absolutely was not. This is a podcast about hip hop. Make room for the tag. Conversate for a few. For a few. Hustle. Welcome, man, they had to send me Hustle from Raleigh, live from NC With your hosts, John and Allen Relate to the two You are now listening to Conversate for a few Check it on SoundCloud, debate with your crew They talking hip-hop from the late to the new From July till June end No Fridays for me, tune in Please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast Please listen to this podcast. 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 Please listen to this podcast.